Welcome to Channel Journeys, the podcast for channel professionals that will enable and inspire you to create your best channel journey ever. Meet and learn from channel experts who share authentic stories of their channel victories, defeats, and lessons learned along the way. Here's your host, Rob Speed, a channel chief on a never-ending quest for channel knowledge and adventure. Hello, channel pros. Welcome to the Channel Journeys podcast. This is your host, Rob Spee. As channel chief, I'm responsible for a global partner business with a large partner team and a company counting on me. I have the great fortune of interviewing IT channel experts who share their real-life stories of what works and what doesn't. They're facing the same challenges we're all facing in building successful partnerships. I want to thank today's guest for sharing their story, and I want to thank Allbound, the sponsor of Channel Journeys. Allbound is the maker of a world-leading partner portal that vendors rely on to manage their diverse partner ecosystems. That includes dealers, distributors, VARs, agents, as well as OEMs, ISVs, system integrators, all the modern partner ecosystem that we talk about. Allbound is fast and easy to set up, and their user interface makes it really easy on partners to collaborate on co-selling and co-marketing while they ramp up on training and certifications. If you're setting up a new partner portal or swapping out an old one, you need to check them out at allbound.com. All right, today's guest is Lynn Tinney, a channel chief with deep experience in building successful partnerships. Lynn has been recognized as one of the CRN's Power 100, the most powerful women in the channel, and now she's the SVP of Global Partners at Zayo Group. Lynn faced a common challenge at Zayo. It's something I've had to do several times in my career. She had to reboot their partner business and regain the trust and commitment of their partners. Sound familiar? Today, she shares how her team is achieving the two key ingredients to successful partnerships, mutual relevance and mutual commitment. Are you ready to learn how you can too? Let's go. Hey, Lynn, good afternoon. Welcome to the Channel Journeys podcast. Thank you for having me, Rob. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, likewise. Pleasure to talk with you again and uh, looking forward to this. So first question is, where are you hunkered down right now? Uh, I call Boston home, and uh, we have just uh, survived a little heat wave here, so it's getting into the nice days, of the really nice days of summer. So Excellent. I used to live in Boston. And I remember you really have to f- savor those summer days because summer's not that long in Boston. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, actually, we've had, I think we've had a brilliant summer, so a little warm, but not too much rain. So I just, uh, you know, I love the long days and uh, you know, we're all working hard. So you need a couple of those daylight hours at the end of it. So I'm savoring it right now. Yeah. And it is, you know, I'm in G- Georgia. So it's nice when you're up in Boston a bit further north. You do have longer days than us in the summer, at least. So that is nice. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Great. Well, so Zayo provides communications infrastructure. Who are your target customers? Who are you going after? You know, really, uh, Zayo has a reputation for going after big logos, large enterprise, very global organizations. But I will tell you, The answer to that is a little bit of a shift in that we have uh, really recently, over the last year uh, to nine months, expanded that much wider to a mid-market, what would be considered not such a global organization, although organizations that work globally, so of different sizes. And that is really kicked off or led by what we consider our metro architecture and our uh, Zero Enterprise solution. And it's really an infill strategy to where our fiber footprint already is and making sure that the customers 
And the partners that we work with are aware that we're there, quite frankly, and that you can get Zayo quality infrastructure because uh, we're really right nearby. So um, it's great to see us kind of stretch our legs and really add uh, to th- that type of partner and that type of customer to our install base. So you have that Fiverr infrastructure and then you sell it as a subscription. Is that correct? Yes. You know, you know, as a service, a monthly uh, fee, if you will, or an annual fee, you know, whether it's 36 months, five years, it, those depend on the nature of the customer. Right, right. Okay. So given that, what does your partner network look like? You know, we have a strong set of partners and I will admit we're re-engaging with many of them. The past Zao organization pri- previously to our acquisition to private equity was really didn't know what to do with channels. And even in some days, um, the partners would tell you that we were partner adversarial. So uh, when we made that, we went to private equity, our leader, Steve Smith, who was our CEO and under our leadership with Andres Orlando, our president, the channel go to market and those set of partners really have become a much significant strategy for us to, to really improve upon, not as a one-off or as a frustration, but to really learn how we serve them. And so those sets of partners we're going back out to and wonderfully they're really thirsty for us, right? They want Zao to be participating with them. They love our solution set. They love what we offer. And I think that it's great timing that we're, you know, putting so much wood behind the arrow on the channel front. And is that why you were brought in last, what was it, December? Yeah, was that a t- I kind of T-balled that up for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was brought in. I came in at the, really in January. And why I looked at Zao was... It's such a diamond in the rough and with an underutilized channel. So not only does it have really a terrific solution and uh, portfolio solutions and continuing to make investments in that, which are important to me and any individual you know, moving companies, but also that there was such great headroom on the channel going to market front. And you know, egotistically, I get to put my fingerprints and coach a great group of people and functions to be more channel ready, channel friendly, channel prepared and whatnot. So it's, uh, we, we talked earlier about, about good work. This is the good work, right? It's hard. Yes. Long days, but good, good work. So yeah. Awesome. And so that network, is it primarily agents and master agents? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. I will tell you that we are, that's primarily where Zayo has been. We have a, a handful of what we consider very good niche agents. In other words, they have a great loyal account base. They're highly independent. They need some operational, maybe some marketing help. It's where they're, they don't have strengths. We can help them there. We also have strong, what I would consider consulting agents, meaning they have a vertical or a strong segment niche and depth and really experience beyond our own years in that segment or vertical which is great for us to leverage. And then uh, where we want to grow to is to be better and stronger partners with what we consider solution providers, that traditional resell. And then we are also beginning to work strongly with a few systems integrators where we can embed ourselves in the practice. So, you know, my uh, priority here is secure our base. Let's get back out to those good agents that have kind of weathered through some up and down on the Zayo front. Yeah, there's our buddy. There's our buddy, indeed. Apologies on that. 
really secure our base with those partners, re-engage with those masters. And I'm really proud to say we've just hired a national partner manager uh, that will start with us in just a few weeks to really show some attention to those masters that we need to do. Well, it sounds like you're doing what a lot of us are doing. You're, You're firming up the base while you're building out a bit of that modern partner ecosystem around it. Yes, indeed. And I think that you know, what I think I'm really proud of or I'm that to be a part of Zayo is that this isn't just the front of Zayo, the channel organization that's trying to figure this out. The depth of the priority of this is significant. The operation side, the marketing side, you know, our solution architectures, a great deal of them do have partner experience. Um, but the kind of the thirstiness is a good word to really absorb what channel talent can bring to the table and kind of bring their part of the organization up to snuff um, is just, that's the the encouraging part of it is they're who I consider my, you know, patriots and figuring this whole thing out are, they couldn't be more willing to dig in with me. So it's, it's, uh, I get, I get to be the talking head for it, but the depth of the enthusiasm at Zayo for this is, is impressive. I know exactly what you're describing. I, I sense that. I feel that at Beyond Trust when I stepped in as well. There's that thirst for the channel and partnerships to really make it work properly, to get the full leverage from it. There's excitement. There's a full willingness to want to help and contribute. And I love the transparency that comes with that of uh, we don't understand this, right? There's this, I, I feel like that's always the good first step for anything. And, you know, me included of me, you know, I don't come from, you know, telecom infrastructure. I come from networking and security. So I have a ton to learn along the way. And so I love, I think it makes us all better when we can get to what our gaps are so we can address them quicker rather than hide them and tuck them away. And two heads are always better than one. <laughs> and three are even better. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, when you think about channel chiefs stepping into a company, you find different scenarios. One is, hey, help me build a channel. I don't have anything. You're starting from scratch. Or you've got, hey, it's running pretty well. Just kind of keep it running, maybe grow it a little bit. And then there's the turnaround, right? It's like, hey, we tried it. It didn't quite work. We need someone to come in and really make this work, which is more your scenario. And so you're going in there. And I think what we could hone in on is what you told me late earlier was building relevance, building this mutual relevance, building this mutual commitment, which is what you've got to do to kind of regain those the, the confidence of the partner. So we'd love to dive into that. What Let's start with relevance. So what does mutual relevance look like? Yeah, mutual relevance. And they are, they're the two kind of uh, what I consider the two pins that you need to have in any channel strategy to be successful. And the relevance is really, to me, made up of the foundational element of the organization itself. It is often what your channel team and your sales team is given to go sell. So you might contribute to it and comment on it and and tweak it, but it is really delivered by the product organization. It's delivered by the finance organization. It's you know polished by the marketing organization, if you will. So that is anything that is relevant, that builds relevance, are the things that make a partner um, more important and relevant to their customers. They look for elements that, in a general phrase, can be determined, can be phrased as uh, differentiation. We don't want to sit with a commoditized, commoditized um, solution. And what that solution or that differentiation, that it takes all forms. It can take the solution itself and a technical advantage. It can take how we support the product and how we respond to that. It can take 
you know, where it's available, where it's not available, we think we standing at that. So there's the product or the the differentiation of the product or the solution kind of shows up in more than one form than just the traditional the thing if itself. So it's all of those kind of adverbs that are adjectives that surround the noun of the what you sell. And and then the second element of it is really that it's good business. I have done, I've been at this for long enough to know what a bad deal looks like in all the, though you might get the clothes. More than that, you're feeling like, okay, is this one going to come back to bite me in the butt? If I've sold on price, I'm going to beat on price again. It just it surfaces one way or another. So you have to do this in a way that drives good, good business with your partners, fair business with your customers, and does enough of it with your partners that it would hurt to break up. And that's really kind of the margin and volume relevance. And that's really determined by, you know, the residuals and the margins that we afford to make sure not only at a contract and a program level, but on a deal by deal basis. And that we're doing enough of it, right? You can't have an agent or a partner drive their business on too few deals that are good margin or too many deals that aren't enough margin, right? You have to have both of those elements in it to make you, that really drives that relevance with each other, right? This is good business. We do good deals together. It feeds that. And then lastly, we always have to remember as a vendor that we own our brand recognition and that customers are aware of Zao and what we bring to the table and that our partners are ambassadors for that. And all of those things are the elements that we can go back to marketing or we can go back to product or finance and say, hey, can we tweak or change it or shift it? But really, they own the nut of it, and we have to go make the, the best of it. And really, one of the reasons, again, why I came to Zao was we really had the differentiation nailed, which I often find is amongst the hardest thing to not only have, but maintain and not get commoditized. So if you have that, that's the big, the first hurdle for me. And Zayo has that in spades. We have great differentiation. Our partners want us at the table. Yeah. You said that earlier, and maybe that's why you didn't, even maybe you lost some ground with them, but they still were interested because of that differentiation. Exactly that. Exactly. Well put. Yeah. You put your finger on it. So Can you tell us anything specific that you've done or you're doing to build greater relevance with the partners? Yeah, I think that we're just starting with getting out to them more, communicating with them more. You know, we instituted a monthly webinar and we take feedback from our partners. Um, I've told um, my full team, you know, get out from behind. COVID's over. Get out from behind the, the keyboard and get out visit your partners, make sure they understand where we are. What Zao was even a few years ago is not what Zao is today. And not only are we hardening our network really across the board, significantly in Europe, which is important to our customers that reach globally, um, but, but also we're adding a ton of depth to our solutions with the likes of QoS and now Allstream with voice. And we're really proud of not only the reach of it, but the depth of it. And that's that differentiation story has to come out loud and clear to our partners. But that first one you mentioned, just get out there. It just be present, right, in front of your partners, which we didn't for a couple of years. And I think we're all trying to push our cams, our channel managers, our partner managers to get out there. Go visit them. Be in front of them. Meet face to face. And it feels so good. Yeah, it really, it doesn't feel good like when you're, you're with them again. It, it's just, uh, 
it it reminds you of how human this world is. And uh, yeah. And I think why most of us got into this business in the channel side anyway. Completely agree. So that's the second part of it is the relationship build, right? And uh, I always think that if you're you're selling, uh, you're playing checkers. And if you're selling with channels, you're playing a bit of chess. There's a lot more players on the board. It can be powerful. Again, kind of three heads are better than two, if you will. Uh, but you have to navigate that. And people you know, partner with who they like and they buy from who they like. And you have to make those investments in the relationship side of it to weather the, the bad and celebrate the good together. And that's what makes it the flywheel, right? So that, and that's the piece that really is the field up or the bottoms up element of a successful go to market. It's the what happens Monday through Friday, probably a few Saturdays any given month where we're really digging in kind of opportunity by opportunity, account by account, and, you know, living through those good wins, fighting for the business, a couple of losses, right? You, you learn a lot from those as well. And I think that, that uh, that's the arena, right, that Roosevelt talks about. And that's, that's what we get to do as the people on the front lines. We get to go get in the arena and take all of the relevant things that are given to us and go make the most of them. So. Yeah. Getting a little bloody in the arena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not too bloody, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, there's been a lot of talk at my company on this show and other venues about the importance of the services side of the, the puzzle, you know, and, and more and more partners are looking for you to be relevant to them. There's got to be that service attached, you know, that that's where they're, what the customer's looking for to drive business outcomes. It's what the partners are looking for, for higher margins. Is that becoming a piece of your story as well? Yeah, definitely. With, uh, you know, we, our uh, acquisition in January is our managed edge story with QoS Networks. Uh, just really thrilled with that. I think that they brought a, a, a bit of swagger of managed edge. They really know their business. It's a, a beautifully architected solution. And making that available to our partners, I think our partners were thirsty for it. Again, to use that word, they were voicing that to us. Our customers were voicing that to us. And I think we went and had the opportunity to really go get one of the best out there. And that is our managed edge solution. And it really, it offers a stickiness for our partners uh, that allows them to secure those accounts that they really have earned the right to be in long term. This is hard work stuff. These deals are not, you know, they're not swift, but they can be game changers right now for um, really, I don't really think that there's any size customer that highly distributed, you know, applications are moving to the cloud. There's such a need out there. And I think the other part of managed services that are so important to our client set right now is there's a talent shortage out there. And it really forces our clients to consider that managed edge. And the ones who have couldn't be happier. You know, it, it, it doesn't mean that they've lost control of what they own for the businesses is IT management. Uh, but what they have done is they've allowed them to do to make the, the good high level decisions while a managed solution like our managed edge solution really delivers what they need day in and day out with trust. And so the partners are looking for that. They're looking for that services-oriented solution. And that's just one of the ways that we've added it to our portfolio. And it's a good one. I would imagine that your partners have an opportunity to build additional services around that managed edge, right? There's got to be other security angles that they can play that are tied to that. 
Yes, definitely. I think it fits in there very, very well. You know, we're it's we're managing applications. You know, how, your first question is, you know, what applications are you driving to the cloud? Let us help you do that, and the partners um, know how to secure that, right? So, um, it it fits very well into their own portfolio of the story of how their partner or how their customer sees them, right? And so I think that's a an important point that I even I remind myself of think about how this customer sees this partner, not how we see this partner. How do we fit into that story? And and that's how we can succeed. So we're getting better and better at that. That's a really good point though, that we often overlook is how does the customer see the partner? Because we have our own perspective, which probably is a bit myopic, right? <laughs> Indeed, right. Because we're so singularly focused. Right. We're just, we're human. <laughs> All right. So that's relevance. So how is building mutual commitment? How is that different? What does that look like? You know, really mutual commitment is, is that there's a, you know, I think the key word here is the mutual part of it is building a relationship that allows you to be fair to each other. And what I mean by that is often there are times when you have to make hard decisions of we're not going to sell on price or we have to step away from this one. Or let's reapproach. There are things that slow down an opportunity or slow down um, securing an account, or they're just, they're just kind of the, you know, you can trip on the roots on the hike. And that's what we're, you often do. And I find that if you haven't built a mutual commitment to each other, you often don't survive those. And so you have to kind of go the extra mile when they need you to go the extra mile. And then you have to be able to ask them, hey, can you can you go a little bit further for me again? And that that yin and yang of mutual commitment um, is important. And that shows up very tactically in a you know stated rules of engagement, uh, which we built out in earlier in the year for Zao. Um, but now it's living to it, right? It's we can put anything we want down on paper. Now we have to want to go live on it. And so th- those are where you, you know, you kind of get your your words into action and, you know, proving that we're committed to it is kind of the stage Zayo is at so that we can earn your commitment. Not, not that we're just going one way, but that we can ask for it back. Yeah. Is business planning part of this? I often think and propose joint business planning to gain that partner commitment and our own commitment to achieve those targets. It sure will be. We have not done that just yet. We're, it's been in a lot of conversations. And I think some of our relationships with our partners are advanced enough that we're going to just put down on the paper what we already do in, acti- in actions. But for the most part, it's not, a, it's not a part of our consistent fabric here. And it needs to be. And starting with our masters, quite frankly, we really want to start there. And that's why we've hired for that position and, and uh, look to build that out in Q4 and really roll that out in 2023 with our key partners. That to me is a, what I find with a business plan is it gets us to understand the, the thing that we just spoke about was how does this partner appear to their customers? How do they want to appear to these customers? How do we resource align to them, right? How do we not treat them like a vanilla, right? Everyone's got a little chocolate sauce and you know, cherries and you know, someone likes walnuts and someone doesn't like walnuts, right? So, you know, who's got the toasted coconut, right? You can't vanilla all of your partners. And I think the business plans allow us to recognize how do we resource to them appropriately to get, to make them as effective as possible for us, but also that we're as effective as possible for them. And so business planning is something that 
we won't linger on. That will be very much a part of our fabric um, as we move into 2023. And I'm really proud to say that in November, we're going to be doing our first partner advisory board. And we're working out the little logistics and details of that. But that will be one of the places where we'll launch um, our business planning. Yeah. We just launched our partner advisory board this year. Very exciting to, to do that. We should trade some good ideas on that. So while, while we're in the crafting stage, Michael. Yeah, I'd be happy to share with you what we did. We, we, did, our, we did a virtual, then we did a live event a couple months ago, and then we're going to do another virtual event in September. You know, I want to do that. I think that you, um, I, we want to always do a live event probably on an annual basis, but there's got to be more of a connection than, <clears throat> than annually. And, um, and it's hard because, you know, it's executives and they're busy and their time is so prioritized. So you really have to make that time valuable. You have to make it so that they want to come back. And they never felt like an ounce of it was, uh, could have been spent better elsewhere. So that's the bar for us. And and we will. I'm I'm looking forward to how it's forming up already is really pretty impressive. That's good. We're going to try for two virtual and two live per year. So and we're going to time the live ones with other events. So we have a big kickoff, our sales kickoff, our company kickoff in the beginning of the year. That that's a great opportunity to get together with the partners for the the advisory board. And then we have a big company and partner event mid year. So we'll we'll do another PAB at that time. Brilliant. Yeah. So that works out pretty well. I like that idea. All right. So. Any other things that you're working on to, to drive more partner commitment? You know, we are really, I have a great marketing team that's been set to sit alongside me. And again, that's that thirsty group that is, it had knows something about channels, but is still learning, learning, learning. And we are upping our game, not only with our managed edge solution, but our metro architecture with our Zao Enterprise solution. Uh, we're really looking to create campaigns that go after that infill strategy. So you'll see more demand generation from us, which I think has been woefully absent at Zao and particularly woefully absent on the channel side of Zao. But now we have the resources for it. We're figuring that out. Those are you know, more to come on that. Um, we just released our first partner spiff at the end of June. And it'll go through the end of September. And I'm really, I'm proud of that in that it's, it's the motion that we need to take with our partners. It's a baby step in some ways. Um, but that demand generation, those solution kits and really working with our partners in the trenches. I don't want to hand them a kit and, you know, wave goodbye, if you will. Let me know how that goes. I really would like to roll out these programs and say, how, how do we do this together so that we can learn from it and improve? So that's really, we want to help build funnel and for, for our partners and for us. Yeah. So you've been there eight months now, about. How long do you think it'll take to really regain the level of, of relevance, commitment, trust that you're looking for? Yeah. You know, I don't think it's taking long, to be honest with you. You know, I think that, you know, we have to recognize that the industry is, you know, does the industry is suffering with supply chain issues. So we're kind of not any better off or worse off than some. I think that that's when you have to communicate, communicate, communicate. And I think we're getting better at that. Um, still some places to go. I would also tell you that the human nature is hopeful. And, you know, human nature looks forward. And I, you know, I recognize that on the 
you know, your hardest days, you come back at it and you can't wait to get started. And I think that that's the nature of most of us. And, you know, I don't ever want to ignore what's or address or own what happened in the past. I don't want to minimize that or any of that. But I also feel like to really leverage on the go forward, let's get this to work. There's more of that out there than not. You'd be surprised. And I already feel the ship turning in such a massive way. You know, we have, you know, one of the things that we just launched with the channel team is a new logo event with our direct organization to really sit down with our large enterprise sales organization and um, come to our key partners. And, you know, how do we dig into these guys and do account planning? That would have been unheard of in the past at sale. And now, you know, I've got a couple of hundred accounts that we are proactively looking for partners to come in with us and go, how do we get in there? Let's go, let's, let's use that industry experience that you have and crack that code. So the ship is, the ship is turning. We're, you know, we're going to starboard pretty hard here. I I don't, I'm avoiding the date thing. I'm not being elusive here. I think it's happening already. I think in a year we'll be very, very proud of ourselves. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. Very good. So Outside of this channel work and and uh, all this busyness, what do you like to do in your spare time if you have any? My spare time, if I have any, I you know I have to tell you, I, there's nothing better for me than I'm an early riser, and I fortunate enough to live on a little piece of water, and I love a kayak in the morning. That kind of fills my soul. And then at the end of the day, if there's a couple of hours of sunlight left, I pretend to garden, but I'll also admit I can kill a rhododendron. So. <laughs> I don't really want that secret out there, Rob. <laughs> we can kill just about anything here in Georgia. If we don't kill it, the bugs and deer do. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. Me and uh, the bunnies have gone to war this year. So, <laughs> We do have a few bunnies. I, I was looking out the door, and he was just nibbling away at one of our trees here, just bushes. and Yeah, I have this beautiful pumpkin patch that I'm just so very proud of. And there's one pumpkin left. So me and that adorable little bunny going to have some words later. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, kayaking is fantastic. It must be wonderful just getting out there on the water, sun's rising, very peaceful. Yeah. And the water has, it's a pretty active lake. We have eagles and ospreys and red red-tailed hawks and you know really the it's an avery you know due west of boston and I, it does it just brings you know there's a cup of coffee and i pad down put my hair in a ponytail and you know go for 30 minutes 40 minutes and it, it's a great way to set the day so thank you for asking <laughs> yeah no it sounds awesome I know you're a biker. You like to get on the wheels, right? Yeah, the bike is my kayak. I I did some kayaking when we lived in Florida. We would kayak through the mangroves. That was always a lot of fun and a lot of wildlife. But yeah, here in Georgia, primarily biking, and then I I love sailing. So I'm I'm always trying to find a way to get out on a sailboat at least once a year. Oh, brilliant! Good for you. Good for you. Well, Lynn, thank you so much. This has been really fun and interesting conversation. Any parting thoughts for our listeners on? building relevance, building commitment, or anything else. Yeah, thank you. That's a great invitation to end the story. You know, Zayo is really committed to building that mutual relevance with you. And and both of those words are important, mutual relevance. We're going to start there. Uh, We think that we have mutual importance, but we have to, and it's growing. Like We are mutually important to our customers and to our partners, we have something to offer. So if you have not looked at Zayo, I would invite you to come look. We are 
we're changing and we're getting better every day. And I, I don't want to see anybody miss that opportunity. Well, that's great. Many of us hadn't heard of Zayo before. So now we know about Zayo. <laughs> there you go. All right. Great. Lynn, thanks again. And uh, best of luck on your transformation and have a lot more fun out on the kayak. Indeed. We'll do an update in a couple of, in a couple of months there, my friend, and let you know how it's all going. Awesome. I look forward to it. Thanks, Scott. Thanks a lot. There you go, guys. The two simple secrets to successful partnerships, building mutual relevance and mutual commitment. Sounds simple, right? But they require true work and dedication. And it starts just by showing up good old-fashioned face-to-face relationship building, something we didn't get a chance to do during COVID. Get out from behind your desk and go out and meet with your partners. That builds mindshare. It builds relationships. Thanks for listening today, and thanks again to our sponsor, Allbound. Allbound has best-in-class reviews for user experience, ease of use, and customer support. If you're looking for an easier way to manage your partner ecosystem, from deal registration to tracking partner opportunities, providing the right discounts and commissions, be sure to check them out at allbound.com. For today's show notes, go to channeljourneys.com slash cj96. You can subscribe while you're there. I, I encourage you to do that. Also, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast if you enjoyed the show. And thank you so much for listening to the very end of today's show. Next episode, we're going to hit a hot topic, one of the keys to building a successful channel business that we talk about, how to gain executive support. You don't want to miss it. Until then, have an awesome channel journey. Thanks for listening to Channel Journeys. For show notes and other Channel Journey podcasts, visit channeljourneys.com. If you liked today's show, please forward it to your channel friends and be sure to tune in for Rob's next channel adventure.